This Ucast is brought to you by Singapore International Energy Week and Money FM 89.3 in partnership with ExxonMobil. Welcome to another Ucast. I'm your host Michelle Martin. SU or the Singapore International Energy Week is an annual platform where energy professionals, policymakers and commentators exchange best practices and solutions within the global energy space. Currently, natural gas meets most of Singapore's power generation demand, but that's set to change. The Singapore government has a national strategy for hydrogen to meet up to half of Singapore's power needs by 2050. How are organizations like ExxonMobil heeding the call to be part of the movement towards low or zero carbon power generation? Joining me today is Geraldine Chin. She's chairman and managing director of ExxonMobil Asia Pacific. Thank you very much. Congratulations on ExxonMobil marking a remarkable milestone. 130 years, I understand, of business presence here in Singapore. Can you share some key moments of the organization's history and also the innovative milestones which have not only shaped the company but also left a lasting impact on our energy landscape here in Singapore? Well, indeed, we've been here for 130 years. We started in 1893 in Robertson Quay, and we were selling kerosene that was then used for lighting homes and offices. Uh, and as society has evolved, and as our customer needs has evolved, we've evolved along with them. So we started selling and manufacturing transportation fuels. Lubricants and in the modern age, petrochemicals and most recently、um, LNG.、Uh, some of the key milestones throughout the years here in Singapore is in 1966,、uh, Mobil started up their refinery in Pioneer Road, followed very quickly by Esso's refinery in 1970 at、uh, Pulau Air Chawan, which is now part of、uh, Jurong Island. Some other key milestones include 2001 when we started up our first cracker on Jurong Island, and followed by a second world-scale cracker in 2013.、Uh, so it's been a long history, and most recently we've gotten a license to import LNG into Singapore, which we sell to users like power stations. And we've also been contributing to Singapore in the space of research. So since 2018, we've、uh, contributed about、uh, over US $10 million dollars、uh, to fund research here in Singapore, largely through the Energy Centre. You're a key player in the energy industry. What is your assessment of the current trends in energy demand and supply, framed within the context of Singapore's evolving energy needs and the broader shift towards cleaner sources? Yeah, indeed.、Uh, Exxon Mobil just released our global outlook this year, so maybe just step back and and, and share some key data with you. So by 2050, the world would have added two billion people to the population, bringing world population up to almost 10 billion people. Now, each of those 10 billion people, they're going to be richer than on average than people today. The per capita GDP is going to be. 85% higher than the average per capita GDP today, which means that GDP will more than double between now and then. And as we all know, as people get richer and as countries develop, energy demand increases. So energy demand, we think though, is only going to grow by about 15%. 
in this time period. And that's because uh, energy efficiency is going to play a big role so that it will not grow as fast as uh, GDP. Uh, so when we look out and we look at that, uh, we will see still growth of energy demand. When we come back to Singapore, and specifically for Singapore, Singapore is such a tiny place that it's got relatively few renewable options. So for Singapore, we have to look at solutions that are beyond renewables, and the government is looking at that, for example, the import of uh, green electricity. But we believe that the solutions that ExxonMobil is leading in the energy transition is worth talking to to help resolve some of these needs that society is uh, carbon capture and sequestration, hydrogen in its various forms, as well as uh, low emission fuels, which includes biofuels. What has progress been in those areas of low carbon solutions? Yeah, so in low carbon solutions, let's take each of them in turn. You've got carbon capture and storage. And we've been working in this region to find opportunities to put together carbon value chains for carbon capture and storage. We've in fact signed MOUs in this space. So we're working with Nippon Steel as well as Mitsubishi in North Asia to look at a CCS value chain there. And as you know, carbon capture is a technology that's been around for 30 years. It's not new technology. It has to be taken from uh, where it is right now and scaled up to help industries with carbon capture because there are quite a number of industries, heavy industries especially, like steel or cement, where it's going to be quite difficult to find alternatives to abate their GHG emissions and CO2 emissions. So many of these major industries will need CCS to help them. What are ExxonMobil's ongoing efforts in adopting low-carbon solutions, the use of biofuels or hydrogen? Uh, Talk to us about carbon capture, utilisation and storage as well. Also, how are these initiatives contributing to both Singapore's and the region's broader transition towards sustainability? So over here in Singapore, we've also been looking at opportunities to create a CCS on a carbon chain. And we've also been working on hydrogen as well. So we've signed an MOU with Keppel Infrastructure to look at low carbon hydrogen or ammonia, which is a form of carrying hydrogen. And you've seen in Singapore the national hydrogen strategy. Hydrogen is actually going to play a fairly major role in the energy mix for Singapore going forward. So we're not only playing in the space of carbon capture, but also in low-carbon low hydrogen, as well as in biofuels and low-emission fuels. So we've actually got quite a few examples of making low-carbon fuels like biofuels available here in Singapore today. In Singapore, we're pleased to share that we've been doing a number of things to make lower-emission fuels available in the market. One example is last year, we were selected to supply on a pilot basis sustainable aviation fuels at Changi Airport. And we have since gone on to supply a few other airlines there. We have also made available to the general public and to commercial companies a renewable diesel. So right now, you can drive into Esso Badok South and you can fill up 
with renewable diesel, a 20% blend, that allows customers today to be able to save up to 15% of their emissions if they use renewable diesel. And we've also been successful in selling some bio-based fuel into marine vessels in the port. This UCAST is brought to you by Singapore International Energy Week and Money FM 89.3 in partnership with ExxonMobil. I'm speaking with Geraldine Chin, Chairman and Managing Director of ExxonMobil Asia-Pacific for this UCAST. You're with me, Michelle Martin. Looking ahead, Geraldine, what do you think are key aspects for a successful and sustainable transition towards net zero, both for ExxonMobil and the broader industry? I think there are three main aspects that I think is important for us to focus on. The first is technological advancement. Because at the end of the day, these technologies are still relatively nascent in terms of scale-up to commercial scale. You do need commercial scale for these technologies to try and bring the cost down. But you can also make use of technology and to continue the research and development in these areas to bring that cost down so that it becomes more affordable for the economy as a whole. Uh, So technological advancement is the first piece. The second piece is really supportive policies from from governments and supportive policies that are technology agnostic, policies that allow the market to determine which are the most effective technologies to achieve the outcomes. And why do we need supportive policies? Because again, these products, these lower carbon products are costly to produce and therefore you need government policy to catalyse that demand. And once that demand gets catalyzed and people start using the products, then we have to ultimately depend on consumers, people like you and me, making that choice to choose a lower carbon product. The third is really about talent. And I'm speaking to all of the students out there who are listening in to take up studies in STEM if they have the attitude to do so. Because this is such an exciting area. It is really, the, the world has to create a carbon industry from scratch. It has to create a hydrogen industry where none exists today. And we're going to need all of the engineering talent that we can find to help us do the science to convert that science into technology and to scale up that technology and be able to bring it up to commercial scale. I want to pick up on the SU 2023 theme. How does ExxonMobil see itself contributing and accelerating the energy transition towards a net zero world? Well, this energy challenge, it is a massive challenge because the energy system in the world today is enormous. And it needs all of the talent that we can get and the thinking to address this. Specifically for ExxonMobil, our track record shows that throughout our history, we've built new value chains and new industries where none previously existed. You know, I mentioned earlier, we started with kerosene for lighting and now we're such a different com- country, right? At the, a company at that point in time, the road transportation fuels didn't exist, right? And we've evolved and we have now a large petrochemicals division that makes materials for modern life that we use, as well as LNG. So we do have that track record of building new industries and bringing innovations forward. 
So we feel that we have this strength. Also, our current manufacturing facilities, like the one here in Singapore, it's the largest that ExxonMobil has around the world. So we have the expertise of bringing all of this kind of complex engineering to bear and to fruition and to build the complex projects and machines that we need for the energy transition. And I think lastly, specifically in carbon capture and storage, because of our oil drilling expertise, we know subsurface technology, we understand pipelines, we understand how to move molecules because at our core, we are a technology company that manages and transforms molecules, which is what the energy transition is all about, regardless of whether you are talking about carbon dioxide or hydrogen or ammonia or methanol. We've been looking at how ExxonMobil is continuing to shape Singapore's energy landscape after 130 years here, and we hope 100 years more. What have been its innovative approaches? How is it adopting low-carbon solutions? I've been speaking with Geraldine Chin, Chairman and Managing Director of ExxonMobil Asia-Pacific. Tune in next time for another discussion on energy transitions. Until the next Sucast, I'm Michelle Martin. This Sucast is brought to you by Singapore International Energy Week and Money FM 89.3 in partnership with ExxonMobil.